for joining us for another lesson taught by Dr. Jeffrey Harris, Senior Pastor of Antioch Fellowship Church in Florence, South Carolina. We are reaching the lost, making disciples and enjoying life. We pray that this lesson is a blessing to you as you walk in your God-given purpose. Now, here is the message. Removing roadblocks to prayer because prayer changes things. Luke chapter 18, go there right quick. Luke 18, and uh, we're going to see what Jesus said. How many of you know that Jesus is our example? How many of you know Jesus is a good example? The best example. Luke 18 and 1. Then he spoke a parable, he meaning Jesus to them, that men always ought to what? Ought to what? And not lose heart or not give up. In other words, he said, and when you pray, don't give up on what you prayed about or what you prayed for. Amen. Now, turn right over to James chapter 5. One thing I said that, number one, Jesus uh, talked about prayer a lot. Number two, I showed you in the Garden of Gethsemane, but there was no such thing as silent prayer. Prayer must be spoken. Because the Bible said Jesus said, amen. He prayed and he said, and I told you, we concluded, and the proof of that was that the only way Matthew could have recorded what he said was to hear what he said, amen? So prayer must be spoken. Have you got that? No such thing as silent prayer. That meditation, we'll talk about that later. Then I said, the fourth thing we said, that prayer must be done in faith. It must be faith attached to your prayer. You must believe when you pray. That's what gives your prayer power is when you mix faith with your prayer. Not just praying and not believing. Are you listening to me? A lot of times our prayers is not manifested in our life because we don't believe what we're saying. We're just talking, but we don't believe what we're saying. So prayer and faith goes together. You remember that, right? Turn to James chapter 5, and we're going to go from there. James chapter 5, and then we're going to remove some of these roadblocks because prayer changes things. Look at verse 14. James 5 and what? 14. Are you there? It says this, Is there anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church. Now, I want you to understand from this text, it's not the emphasis on the elders. The emphasis is on prayer faith. Because prayer and faith goes together. Just praying without believing, you're not going to get results. Are you listening to me? You know, we always use the cliche, and which is good, uh, pray about it. But a lot of people don't know how to pray. They don't know what to pray. Come on, somebody. They don't understand prayer. But prayer must be done in faith. Now look at verse number 14 again. Is there anyone among you sick? Let him or her call for the elders of the church. Let them, let them pray over them. Let them do what? Let them do what? Let them do what? Let them pray over them, anointing him with awe in the name of the Lord. And, and, connect 14 and 15 together, right? And the prayer of, not just prayer, 
not just praying about it, but you have to pray in faith. In other words, I pray believing that I receive what I pray for. I said it again. I pray believing that I have what I pray for. That's prayer going to get results, right? That's prayer that changes things. And the prayer of faith will do what? The prayer of faith will do what? In other words, prayer of faith changes the situation. You got to hear me. The prayer of faith saved, that word saved me, to deliver the sick. Now, in other words, if you're sick and I pray in faith, come on, or you pray in faith, then the prayer of faith going to change your situation. Now, I do not and I will not advise you to uh, base your faith on another person's experience. And that's what we do. See, whether you get healed or not, I'm going to stick with the Bible. Whether I don't pray for a lot of people, I pray for them and they die. But it still don't change the Bible. So I don't pray or I don't seek God based on another person's experience. And that's what we do in the body of Christ. We say, okay, it, it, it's just like I tell people about tithing. Okay, just because you said it didn't work for you, I'm still going to do what the Bible tells me to do. Amen. You got to understand that. See, another person's experience don't change the word. The word remains the same. So now the prayer of faith going to change your situation. Now, when you're dealing with the prayer of faith, and hear me good, the prayer of faith is mainly, somebody said mainly, it's mainly for your personal prayer life. It's mostly for your personal prayer life. You got to hear, hear me good. There are special faith. There are different things that we're going to talk about later on, but I don't want to get you off track now. But I want you to stick with praying and believing. That's where I want you to focus at. Not just praying, but I want you to believe what you pray for. Now, your praying, watch this now, will never change another person. Watch, it, it won't do that. What changes another person is their will to change. Because, see, a lot of things I want other folks to do are to become a have, but they can't do or become a habit based on my desire for them. They got to want it for themselves. So a lot of times people get discouraged when they pray because they say, I've been praying for him for years. Just like a lot of people, you go out and marry these folks unsaved, you try to pray them into salvation. They don't want it. And a lot of times they never, come on now. When the Bible tells you don't be unequally yoked, but you're going to know more than God. Well, I can change them. No, you can't. God couldn't do it. Y'all catch that later. Saying so you get frustrated with prayer. Ain't no need for me to pray no more. Yeah, yeah. But you, you didn't pray according to the word of God. Are you listening to me? You got to hear me good when it comes to prayer. That way you won't get discouraged in prayer or praying. Now there's something called intercessory prayer, and we'll talk about that later. I'm not going to get into that right now. Praying in faith, believing when you pray. 
When you go to God, you have to believe that you receive what you're asking God for at the time you pray. You got to believe it. Because praying is a spiritual matter. Say, say praying, praying is a spiritual matter. Prayer is not natural. Prayer is spiritual. Are you hearing me? So I got to believe. Believing is not natural. Believing is dealing in the things of the spirit. I don't believe from what I see. I don't believe from what I can touch. I believe for what I cannot see. That's what you, when you're dealing with the prayer of faith. They mean you're dealing with faith. So prayer, somebody said prayer, prayer. changes things. Changes. Because it changes the situation here. The prayer of faith will say or deliver the sick, and the Lord will raise him up. And if he had committed sin, he will be forgiven. Look how prayer changed things. Confess your trespass to one another and pray for one another. Watch this now. That you may be healed. Pray for one another that you may be healed. For the effectual, fervent prayer of the righteous man availeth much. That means, that verse that means, availeth much, means make tremendous power available. When I pray, when you pray, believing in the word of God, believing what you pray for, tremendous power is available. And it takes tremendous power to change our situation. So you just don't pray. You hear people say, well, well, you don't have to say that. Yes, you do. God is not obligated to respond to your words. He responds to his word. Write these three things down. There are three types of uh, words that the Bible talks about. Number one is the creative word. The created word is when God spoke everything into existence. That's created word. The next is the covenant word, where God made covenant with man. Are you listening to me? Covenant with his people. And the third one is the confess word. That's our responsibility. It's to confess what we agree with according to his word, that covenant. Watch this now. And God is the creator. You are not a creator. I'm not a creator. See, everything that's done is already finished. Amen. Everything done. Everything finished. It's done. I said it's already finished. But we got to confess that created word. We got to confess what God said. We got to say what he said. We're in covenant with God. We agree with him. Amen. Let me show you. And turn to Matthew chapter 9, Matthew chapter 9, that you got to agree with the word. When you get to Matthew chapter 9, say I'm there. So in prayer, you got to agree with the word. You can't just say anything. And that's what we've been doing, you know, because it sounds good. See, it takes the responsibility from us getting into the word, studying the word. So we say, well, God know my heart. I can say everything. Yeah, God know everything about you. But he don't have to respond to everything in your heart. He know your heart. Come on. So we don't want to get in the word. We become lazy. We don't want to get in the word. So when we go to prayer, we can take that word in prayer to God. 
I told you, whenever in a situation in your life, does not matter what you face in life, there is a word or there are scriptures, there are texts in the Bible that cover your situation. There are principles that cover your situation. We're too lazy to find the principle, and we go to prayer. We got to go to prayer with all kind of cliches, all kind of riddles, instead of going to prayer with the word. Only thing I'm doing, I'm telling you what you said, Lord. God, you made a covenant with me. You said this, Lord. You said you can't lie. You said there's nothing too hard for you. You said that. I didn't say it. You said it. Now, I'm reminding you of what you said. Put me in remembrance, the Bible said. But if you haven't gotten into the Word, I told you before, and I say, keep saying this. In this season in our lives, or uh, in this time, we must become students of the Word of God. We must become students of the Word of God. Everybody know what they believe except us. Believers don't know what they believe. That's why you scared of Jehovah's Witness, because they can back you down. You don't know your Bible. And don't know, they don't do no practice on two sets of scripture. They can't convert me. I'm sold out to this. Muslims can't convert me. I'm sold out to this. Hindu, I'm sold out to this. Uh, Latter-day Saints, uh, they can't, Mormon, I'm sold out to this. Are you listening to me? But when you're not, you're not a student of the word, anything sounds intriguing to you. Come on now. You start saying, this might be true. What I, especially when you're going through a hard time. The enemy will play with your mind. When you're going through a hard time, you're going through difficult time, rejection, disappointment, and pain, and somebody come with something that sound, if you're not careful, you're going to leave this. Yes, sir. Because you're going to say, they said this district here working. That's what they told me. I'm, I'm going to go. And, they, and, and anytime you find somebody got all the answers, I'm running. Ain't nothing, all the answers is found in here, not in man's opinion. So you have to understand, I got to agree with the word. You go to prayer, you got to have the word. Amen. He responds to his word. Look at verse number 27. When Jesus departed from there, two blind men followed him, crying out, saying, Son of David, have mercy on us. And when he had come into the house, the blind men came to him, and Jesus said to them, Do you, do you, do you, what's that next word? Watch this. That I'm able to do this. What did they say? What did they say? They agree with the word. They agree with the word. Now look what happened when you agree with the word. Then he touched your eyes and said, according to your... See, when you agree with the word, you are in faith. So y'all just got to get a hold of that. See, when I agree with the word, I am in faith. So he said, according to, this is so good. Look at verse 28 again. And we he had came into the house, the blind man came to him saying to him, Jesus said to them, do you believe that I'm able to do this? 
Do you believe? And they said, they said to him, yes, Lord, they was in agreement with him. Then he touched their eyes, saying, according to your faith, let it be done to you. And their eye was what? Open. So you're looking for prayer that changes things. It has to be done in faith. They believe that situation was what? Change. You want your situation changed, but you're not believing. You're not agreeing with the word. You have to agree with the word. Amen, somebody. You can't make anything happen. You have to agree with the what? With the word. Once I agree with the word, I'm in faith. And things change. We must become students of the word of God. Are you listening to me? I say it again. Are you listening to me? Turn with your Bible to 2 Chronicles chapter 7. Prayer change things. I said, prayer change things. You want things changed? You got to pray in faith. Amen? Amen. Believe what you're praying about. Look at verse number 14. Prayer changes things. Somebody said, prayer changes things. See, God God needs us to pray. He wants us to pray. He needs us to pray. We're the voice in the earth. Believers, you are, we are God's voice in the earth. Amen. See, in the Old Testament, God spoke to men and to women. And most of the time, they obeyed to a certain extent, you know, the best they could. So they didn't really want to listen And they didn't really know really the love of God. See, revelation is progressive. Revelation is progressive. Understanding is progressive. Are you listening to me? So they really didn't really know the love of God when Jesus came. Jesus demonstrated the love of God right in the earth. Because he said, when you see me, you see who? See the Father. He said, I come to demonstrate what the Father is really like. When you've seen me, you've seen the Father. So, in the Old Testament, they didn't really have that revelation like, they ha- like we have in the New Testament. Are you listening? I want you to see this now. They had to believe God like we got to believe God. You have to believe. When you pray, you got to believe this stuff. See, say this with me. Prayer is not time wasted. Now, you got to catch this. Now, you got to get a revelation of this because if you don't, you'll think it's a waste of time. Are you listening to me? Now, now, now hear this. Prayer, when you get a revelation of when the light goes off, you're like, wow, I see this now. You'll know that prayer is time invested. See, there's a principle that I always live by. The principle is I cannot withdraw from that which I have not invested in. It's illegal. See, when it comes a time in your life well, the natural is done, I mean, you can't go any further. I'm talking through medical science, through education, through whatever. You are at a standstill. Now you want to withdraw from a realm you have not invested in. 
Now you want to withdraw from the spiritual realm. You ain't invested nothing in the spiritual realm. Prayer is investment in a realm that you cannot see. No, prayer is investment, see. Oh, my Lord. I'm drawn. God showed me I'm drawn from some things that when I was praying years ago on Shirley Street in Tarboro, North Carolina, I used to lay on my living room floor for hours and pray. I'm telling you, hours and pray. See, you and I, this is the understanding that you have to have. You better invest all the time you can now in prayer before things happen in your life where you're not going to invest. Listen at me good now. You'll be invest, but so many things going to pull you in every direction. Now, I don't pray hours no more. See, I got something invested. I can draw from some things. See, listen to me. It's like a reservoir. If you don't put anything in, you're not going to get anything out. It's like a fishing pond. You dig it real big and wide, and you fill it up with water. Put all your algae, all your plant stuff in there, but you never put any fish in there. You get hungry, you go out there and just... But you have not invested. You have not put anything in. You got to understand, prayer is investment. That's why the enemy don't want you praying, because it is an investment in a realm that you cannot see. So they have you doing everything else except that. So what I had to do, I had to carve out time where I pray. I still invest in prayer, but not hours like I used to. Are you hearing me? Prayer changes things. Prayer changes things. I said it again, prayer changes things. Look at verse number 14. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, underline humble themselves, God said, this is something you're going to have to do. I'm not going to humble you. You're going to have to humble yourself. All humility is man saying, I depend on God and not my own strength, my own ability. Pride said, I can do it. I don't need no one but me. Amen. Humility is saying, I need God. I need you in this situation. I trust God. Number one, you want to humble ourselves and pray. A prideful person don't pray. Because if a prideful person pray, it's going to change him, I'm telling you, and he's going to become humble. Humble yourself. Humble myself under the mighty hand of God, and he will do what? Exalt me and what? Do Caesar. And pray and seek my face and turn from thy wicked ways. Twisted, that's what it means. Then I will hear from heaven, and I will forgive their sins and heal their land. When did the healing take place? Before prayer or after prayer? So prayer changed things. Are you listening to me? Somebody said prayer changed things. Turn to Isaiah chapter 30. Isaiah, what else is it, 30? 
38. Look at verse number one. Somebody said, prayer changes things. The enemy fight us in these two areas. I'm telling you when the enemy fight us. Look at me, everybody. Stop reading. See where the enemy fight us? He fight us in the area of money, and he fight us in the area of prayer. So he fight us there. And he fight us in a soulless realm, mentally, not spiritually, because he can't touch my spiritual God in there. He can never can get there. So you got to get that, get that now, get that. My spirit, that's where the Holy Ghost lives. He can never invade that part of my life. I say that once again. The enemy can never invade my spirit because that is where the Holy Ghost lives. And he can never overpower God. So everything that the enemy deals with is going to be mental. Because he knows the man follow his mind. He know the flesh going to follow what I think. You know, that's going to happen. Are you listening to me? So now hear this good. So he fight us in those areas. He fight us in those two areas. Prayer. You don't need to pray. God already know who I am. God know what I'm doing. God know what I need before I ask him. But still, why did he tell us to pray all that much in the Bible? If he knew, even Jesus. If Jesus prayed, then we need to. Jesus said, me ought to always, not sometime. And then he said in uh, Mark chapter 11, and we'll look at that later, verse 20, uh, I think 24, he's talking about when you pray. So prayer is not optional. He said, if when you pray. So he expecting us to do what? Pray. So the enemy fights us in that area. And you gotta get, you gotta guard what you hear. You must guard what you hear. That's why I don't listen to everybody. I, I can't, cause you'll be so, com- oh man, wow, you'll be so confused. And I understand one man don't have it all. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying people teach different. People, I'm just telling you, people teach different. And it's like the word of God like climbing a mountain. You climb on the east, I'm climbing on the west. Same mountain, right? Both of us on Mount Everest, I guess, is the highest mountain, right? We climbing one mountain. You turn and look to the east, you see something different. I turn and look to the west, I see something different. Same mountain. Not saying anything wrong with other people who teach you. I'm just telling you, sometimes we see things different, yet it's the word of God. If you're not careful, you'll have mixed emotion. You'll be mixed up in your mind because you come here what I'm teaching. Now you hear your favorite YouTube preacher. You messed up. That's why we can't move. See, most Christians stuck. They stuck. I just don't do it. I don't listen to everybody. I don't care if they're a Christian. Matter of fact, I said I was going to say this anyway. I don't even hardly listen to that Christian TV. No, I don't. Because everybody's saying something contrary. Amen. And then if you're not careful, you'll start, it'll be so much stuff in your mind. You don't know what to go with. Amen. You don't know what to go with. 
For an example, I was talking to a, a guy. He said, you know, he was talking about uh, e- eternal security. He didn't believe in it, you know, that once say, always say. So I asked him the question. Prove it. Prove it. Prove what you don't believe. He can show 20 scripture. I can show 20 eternal security. I asked him, how is he measuring eternal things? He told me uh, he's doing the best he can do, and he's living right. I said, you ain't saying nothing about Jesus. You already bound for hell right now if you don't get Jesus. Because he's the only one, not you, not your little holy living. I know you think you're living holy, but you, you're not. Your little holy living outdoing Jesus. I could, boy, I, I just can't fathom that. I can't get that in my mind that you can do more than Jesus. You can't. That's not possible. And folk don't like it, but I know what the Bible says. It's by grace that I'm saved. Through faith. It's not a work that any man should boast. It's a gift from God. So I understand that. So I, I said all that to say this. If you listen to too many people, you won't know what to believe. Amen. Now don't get mad with me, y'all pious, you know, y'all holding them down people. Don't get mad with me. 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 What I'm telling you is this. I had got a revelation of the Bible and I see what God is saying. If it ain't about Jesus, we already lost. Everything centered around Jesus. Amen, somebody. I live holy not to get to heaven. I live holy so I can affect people's lives in the earth. That's why I live holy. Oh, y'all, come on, come on. That's why I live holy. That's why you should live holy. So you want to affect people's lives around you. Amen, somebody. God is good to us. That he made it so that we couldn't, he know we couldn't do it. He sent us a savior. Oh, my God. Without him, we've been lost. We've been doomed forever. For eternity. Woo, I'm so happy. Y'all ain't happy to know Jesus. I'm happy that he sent him. I'm happy that, I'm telling you. Isaiah 38. Watch this prayer change thing. Remember, prayer and faith changes things. What you, what you dealing with that need to be changed? Well, what are you facing that need to be changed? And, and, you t- and folk tell you, it's going to be all right. It sound good at a time. But nothing changes unless somebody prays. In the earth concerning human affairs, somebody has to pray. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will bring healing to the land. Amen. In, the, in those days, Hezekiah was sick. Now, who's sick? I said, who's sick? And he was not only sick, he was near what? 
And Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amos, went to him and said to him, listen that the prophet. Thus said the Lord, set your house in order, for you shall surely die and not live. That's what the prophet came and said. That's what the prophet came and said. Uh, uh, Hezekiah said, I ain't heard God tell me that. <laughs> Y'all catch that later. <laughs> I hear what you said, but I ain't heard God for myself. I heard what you said, but I ain't heard it. And back in those days, you know, I know the prophet was the mouthpiece of God back then. But look what he said. Then Hezekiah turned his face toward the wall and did what? And prayed to who? And did what? And what? He won't. He didn't. He didn't turn to the wall and start groaning and moaning. No, he did what? He said. He said. He said. Look what he said. Oh, this is so good. Remember now, O Lord. In other words, you put God and remember what He said. God, you said, "I will answer the righteous speedily." God, you said you'll deliver me out of all. That's what you said in your word, God. Come on. Remember, O oh Lord. Remember now, not tomorrow. Now. I need you now. Somebody say, I need you now. Say, so not tomorrow. Right now. Remember now, O oh Lord, I pray how I walk before you in truth. My God, I didn't waver. I walked before you in truth. I didn't let the world suck me in, God. Come on. I held my course. This is awesome. I walked before you in truth. That's what he said. And not before you, with what kind of heart? My God, my heart was right. Oh, my Lord, my heart was right. Somebody said, my heart is right. With a loyal heart. And have done. Not what is right in the world's sight. What is right in God's sight. Let me tell you something. Right with the world does not mean right with God. Very simple revelation. If God hated, you ought to hate it. If God loved it, you ought to love it. That's all we need. We don't need another revelation. We should like what God likes. Hate what God hate. That's easy. Ain't no in-between there. Praise God. Come on now. God don't hate people. You shouldn't hate people. <laughs> God love people. We should love people. God don't love sin. We should hate sin. I know that's a word. I ain't no more mention no more. They, the folk don't went through their Bible and wiped it all their out. Every, every, every page, they went through every page in their Bible and wiped it out sin. And they wrote in fault. Mistake. Missing the mark. Hiccups. Stumble. God hated. We should what? Remember, Lord, I walked before you, and Lord, heart, have done what right yourself. 
And the word of the Lord came to Isaiah, saying, Go tell Hezekiah, verse number five, Thus said the Lord, God of David, your father, I have heard your what? My God, my prayer, I heard your prayer. I have seen your tears, and surely, my God in heaven. I'm not going to take your life. I'm going to add 15 more years to your life. Come on, somebody. If you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all those things shall be added, added to your life. Seems like we serve a, serve a God who want to add to us and not take away. Amen. In a matter of time. Come on, give it up for Jesus. Come on, come on. Give- Thank you for listening. We pray that this message has been a blessing to you as you walk in your God-given purpose. Your support love and prayers are essential to Antioch Fellowship Church as we continue to reach the lost, make disciples, and enjoy life. Please visit us at www.antiochchurchonthemove.org.